Hey there, friends. It's Nick. It's episode 177. 177, which is pleasing to say. I'm going to talk about manufacturing laughter because it's, uh, it's new. <laughs> it's new to me. I mean, I'm one of those people, I'm not, you know, hilarious, but I can make people laugh in conversation, but it's usually just stupid things that pop into my head that I then put out into the world. But the last couple of weeks have been different. I've talked to you about this speech I've been writing, which, by the way, was, was given properly for the first time yesterday in front of 300 people in London. And uh, Luke gave the speech and he, he texted me afterwards and said, hold on, what did he say? He said, oh my days, today was awesome, 300 people loved it, amazing. And um, said a lot of nice things after that, which I'm not going to bore you all with, but I'm really happy with how the speech was received and he's going to be making it, you know, all over the place, all over the, around the world, as long as the world's open through the rest of this year. And, um, but one of the interesting things about it as a process was that I knew from the start that I needed to put jokes in. Because Luke's stories, you know, in one sense, it's quite dark. I mean, he's got Parkinson's disease. So, you know, it's... Um, and the reason his story is so resonant, I suppose, is because on the one hand, he's got Parkinson's disease. And on the other hand, he won Entrepreneur of the Year in the UK last year. You know, and these two things smashing together make for a good story, obviously. But, it, but of course... It can be quite dark, and we knew we wanted to put some jokes in. But what I didn't want to do was, you know, go to a joke book and pull out some vaguely relevant things and stick them in at various intervals, because I think that would suck, <laughs> basically. So for the first time, you know, a couple of weeks ago, when I started writing, I actually started to think, think about how how humour is made, how laughter is made. And it's been quite interesting. Very, very early stages for me, but I watched one of my favourite TED Talks. I think I mentioned this in the podcast. Ken Robinson's brilliant TED Talk about creativity um, or the lack of creativity in education. And uh, I sort of went through that speech line by line because he does a masterful job in that speech of mixing a really important message with story and humour, you know, he's really funny, really funny. Um, and I went through that speech line by line, looking at the jokes and kind of, I suppose, sort of deconstructing them. It sounds quite mechanistic, but that's, that's essentially what I was doing. How is he creating this, um, this humour? How is he creating this effect? And I'm not going to bore you with... Um, with all the different ways that he did that. But one of the things, one of the things is that, that kind of laughter that comes from a release of tension. And because Luke's story has lots of tension, you know, potentially if he wasn't such an upbeat guy, it could be quite dark. You know, it could be quite a dark story. And, um, you know, okay, so I'll give you one example of this. There's a point where he's talking about the fact that he's he's standing outside a job centre and he's standing there because his nurse has told him he should apply for benefits because he's you know, he can't work anymore. And um 
you know, Luke's a very positive guy, but what I wanted to do in the speech was I wanted him to address his fear. I mean, Parkinson's is a progressive disease, right? You know, it only gets worse. Um, although his life, by the way, has been getting better and better for the past two years, but as the disease itself gets worse. And I wanted to talk about the the fact that the, it was a disease that, that got him moving, really. It, it powered him to build this amazing business that he's building. And, um, you know, so we talk, there's a line where he says, you know, there was a clock, there's a clock inside me that's running down too fast. And the future is bearing down on me and on my wife and on my son and on my daughter. And, you know, that's quite a dark line. And, um, and then he says, and on my Netflix. And that, of course, punctures the tension. It gives the audience permission to laugh because Luke's laughing at the, at the thing himself. And I think that's really interesting because we can all come up with tension. We've all got conflict in our lives, haven't we? <clears throat> in our stories, it's like, you know, like belly buttons conflict, we've all got some. <laughs> and um, the idea that you can, you can go somewhere dark and then puncture it to create a laugh, I think is, is, is powerful, not just from the point of view of writing good speeches, um, and bringing people with you, but but perhaps in life, maybe I'm making too much of it. But but the underlying message, I suppose, I'm talking about today is that idea that that we can kind of see something as sort of magical. Um, and storytelling is a bit like this, but if you actually stop and look and gently tease things apart, you can get into the um, you can get into the right mindset to recreate these kind of effects. And it's a bit like I was talking at the weekend, last weekend, about getting back to your kind of foundational kind of skills. And it's a bit like that. We can teach ourselves new things. And the fact that there are people who are funny, or the people who can speak really brilliantly on stage, or the people who can tell great stories, you know, you can learn to do all those things if you choose to. Blimey, this has gone on for ages. Uh, if you're still here, give yourself a clap. <laughs> thanks for listening. Hit subscribe. Tomorrow is going to be a subscriber-only episode. It won't go out on any of the social channels. And uh, so hit subscribe and you will get the, the full conversation. Thanks, friend. Bye now. Hey, this is Nick. Thanks again for listening. To dig deeper, search for story.business.